Hello everyone, this is your host Arya, the founder of First Found Therapy. First Found Therapy is a student-run non-profit organization encouraging students to speak openly about mental health. This organization provides an ongoing space for students to have a stigma-free place to discuss mental health. Our vision is to create a community for students that fosters a shared approach towards it. Today, we have with us Shreya Bakshi as our guest. She is a lawyer who now blogs about mental health on Instagram. You can find her as raising underscore Shan on Instagram. So let's get started. So there's a lot of fuss about raising a teenager that it is difficult and there is generation gap and stuff like that. But Shreya, what about strict parenting? Like I personally feel it does affect one's mental health. What are your thoughts about it? And how does one deal with it? Right. So, you know, strict parenting, I don't think works anymore um, of course setting boundaries and being a parent is what how parenting should be but you know just being very firm and setting rules does not always work especially mm-hmm. with teenagers you have to give them an open space where they feel like you know you are their comfort zone and they have a safe space at home because you know with teenagers there is a lot that happens in their lives uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they usually don't know where to go to and that's how you know they they start falling like that's how the entire uh, wrong circle and you know getting into wrong things happen but when when the when as parents they feel that you know even though they are parents there is an openness between the two between the parent and the child they they mm-hmm. feel more safe to come back at home and that really prevents a lot of uh, you know, the, the, the childhood trauma and everything that we experienced during our teenage years, you can mm-hmm. avoid that if, if parents can be that space for children. So I think uh, you, can, you can be firm, but I think you should be gentle, even as teenager parents, teenage parents, or like, you know, if, uh, as, as toddler parents also, the one thing that should be there is when you discipline a child, you should not be hurting the dignity of the child, no matter what age. If that is there intact, I think um, it's pretty much doable. But having said that, it's easier than done because, you know, maximum of us, we've been raised very differently. It's very hard to break the generational, uh, uh, you know, trauma and the entire thing we've grown up with. But I think as parents today, we have to avoid just being a strict figure for our, par- for our children and be uh, a little open-minded with the generation that's coming up also. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just, uh, you know, shared word boundaries. So it is a very uh, uh, common, uh, common term, but like, what mm-hmm. is it exactly according to you? See, uh, see, I'm a parent of a toddler, right? So for me, boundary right. is, you know, my toddler cannot hit me, cannot mm-hmm. talk to me with disrespect. And it's for me also, like even with my child, I have set certain boundaries for myself that I can't overstep my boundaries. Like, you know, when he's doing it wrong, it's all right. If he's doing it wrong, I can correct him, but I'm not going to hover over him and tell him that uh, you have to do this right now. It's the same with children. Like, you know, you mess up, you do whatever, but there has to be certain, uh, for me, boundary setting as of now is just about your behavior and your, you know, the way you speak to your parents. That for me is uh, like like setting boundaries with me and my child. Okay, so uh, when your son will enter the teenage years, so the boundaries will remain the same or? Uh, for me, you know, for me, yes. For me as like, you know, I, I just feel uh, that 
it, disrespect is one thing that is absolutely intolerable for me. So for me, uh, I'm okay if my child makes mistakes, if my child does anything, but as long as he's being, uh, you know, respectful and not hurting anyone and, mm -hmm. you know, just having a conversation uh, in a respectful way, I think it works for me because uh, very honestly, of course, I'm talking in a way where there's nothing major, but uh, mm -hmm. for me, setting boundaries is just about, you know, being able to say no when you're supposed to, to just keep that thing in a relationship. I'm just talking about boundaries in a parent and child relationship, like not child with other children, you know, the friend's uh -huh. circle, not, not that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I got it. Okay, so... Uh, you know, there are parents with some mental health issues, of course, we all go through some and if mm -hmm. there is a, uh, so how does one set boundaries with a parent who is also suffering from some mental health issue? So see, there is a catch here, you know, if you are un, if your mental illness goes undiagnosed, I don't think the realization of setting boundaries is ever going to happen because you, you know, mm -hmm. um, see, first I had suffered PPD, okay, and until I got diagnosed, yeah. I could see it impact my parenting. I used to always be angry. I always felt the world was against me and my eight-month-old son. I really thought he, he had the intention of troubling me. Now, multiply this, you know, just take this 10 years forward. If my treatment went, un, if my condition went untreated, which is what happens mm -hmm. to majority of Indian women, right? So it does impact. Okay. We've seen our parents, uh, like for many, uh, you know, uh, uh, very emotionally abusive, um, just overreacting to certain situations once mm -hmm. they're angry the other moment they're, they're absolutely happy so you know these these behavioral disorders continue to exist they might not have a diagnosis and a clinical name to that but this does impact your parenting when you want to be calm your mind will not be in control so me versus in the first year to now I am a much much calmer parent and my relationship with my child is extremely nice just the way I really wanted to minus the PPD phase so yeah if you if I if you ask me, I think if you have a mental illness, um, there are a certain lifestyle changes like you know you can start journaling and all of that, which kind of helps you to understand that this is where you need to set boundaries when you feel anxious or when you see your heart is racing. For a lot of parents, you know when the child is finishing the homework, uh, if mm. you are if you have generalized uh, anxiety disorder, you'll see your heart racing up and that itching is happening. You have to finish it on time and. For some people, it just blows out. Like, you know, you just get angry or you hit the child. So mm -hmm. if you are someone who has received the correct diagnosis and knows how to manage those emotions, you might just drink water or, you know, walk away from the situation. You learn those, you know, coping strategies that helps you set boundaries. So a major part of this being able to set boundaries as a parent with mental illness is getting uh, help because that is where you learn. It doesn't happen by oneself. Yeah. Or realize that realization only will not happen. Mm. So there are some parents, you know, which uh, who get extremely possessive about their child and are overprotective. Mm. So do you think that's again because of uh, their undiagnosed mental health? Uh, see, so in my scope of work in the past three years, I did meet with a lot of uh, moms, and usually there were these infant moms, new moms, and their possessiveness came from uh, undiagnosed OCD. Few of them oh. got diagnosed with OCD nine to 10 months later. But uh, yeah, that is one thing. And the other thing is maximum parents, I think they're very not 
flexible if you are not flexible and you know you just want things to be done your way that you know the child has to eat five spoons of rice only then only the tummy will be fine and he has to eat rice with ghee only so if you're not flexible and you cannot offload to someone else to take care of your child you it just starts like that you know that i can take better care of my child he won't be able to do it the way i do and slowly 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 with time this just keeps amplifying like i need to drop my child to school no one else will take care of a safety the way i do it just multiplies and then that attachment is no longer a healthy attachment it becomes more manipulative more controlling like you know i will decide my child's career i will decide my child's stream because i know him better it becomes more about what you think is best for the child than what the child thinks is best for himself so yes possessiveness uh, i think never really helps in the long run and it could be to do a lot with your uh, inability to cope up with your uh, mental health Mm, right so uh, basically this all comes under the umbrella of toxic parenting or is it something which you know has a different term or do you think it is entirely uh, different yeah yeah uh, you know see toxic i i i still don't know what exactly can be defined as, as toxic because it's quite an umbrella word for you know to define a lot of other behavioral patterns here what are there mm-hmm. are two things here i think for some people it's how they grew up with and their inability to unlearn because it does have an impact you know your reflex parenting style is what uh, you've grown up seeing that is there one second is uh, sec- i think if you are suffering from a mental from a mental illness that is going mm-hmm. to act up more than you wanted to you you just don't realize but it's your illness that really you know affects your parenting style and third thing is the lack of realization if you do not realize i think then um, you just become one of those unhealthy parents who just does not understand when and where to set boundaries and how to behave it's mostly then then i think you could just make it i don't know if toxic parenting or narcissist parenting is the right word but uh, to my knowledge and what i have read so far it, it you just end up being one of those hmm right so basically it all boils down to uh, realization and asking for help realization and asking for help and i think all of this is during the first year <laughs> of your postpartum phase especially for moms i'm not sure about dad but dads but i have uh, so far <laughs> the ones who have you know sunk in the first uh, first uh, year and have not been able to take help uh, somewhere down the line uh, much much many years later they just realize that it has damaged their relationship as a child uh, with their child because of their behavior so i think uh, that really plays a vital role okay 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 so to end this what are your parting thoughts about like you know parenting and mental illness how are these two connected uh do a mental health check in with yourself or a therapist especially for new moms it starts with asking for a mental health check up in the 6 week check up you know mental health mm-hmm. screening in the 6 week check up one second reflect on your parenting more than you think you need to read up more on gentle parenting and the basic understanding of the fact that uh, basic understanding of the fact that you know just because it's a child it's not a part of you you have to look at a child as another individual and respect that individual's choices tastes and be accepting of the fact that they might not align to yours they might 
have their own opinions and you have to respect that the entire ideology that i am the parent i am right i know better for my child and the child ought to respect me has to change once you, once someone realizes that i think everything just falls into place right right thank you so much thank you again once again thank you so much for joining us with us today we hope a lot of students and thank you for having us thank you